This is episode 32 of Kicker and the Waterboy, and we have one question. What did we miss? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 32. Um, thank you very much for sticking with us these past couple weeks, and uh, we hope you're all doing well. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're back in our Columbia studios. He is Evan the Kicker, I am Ryan the Waterboy, and uh, it, it's great to be back here in South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, we took the last few weeks off to adjust to a new semester, and needless to say, we're pretty adjusted now, and it's a great time to talk about football. Yeah, so let's talk about that football then. Uh, there were two championship games this weekend. We'll talk about the NFC one first. The Buccaneers won 31-26 to over the Green Bay Packers. Let's just start. What a, uh, what a great play at the end of the half for um, Tampa Bay, just a a Hail Mary with eight seconds left. I personally thought they'd be playing for a field goal, but what a great call, and that put them up 11 going into halftime. Yeah, um, interestingly enough, it actually reminded me of the uh, Raiders-Jets game, when for some reason the Jets on defense had man coverage on the outside and no help. It's like, so a few seconds left in the half, you know, just, hold, just you don't need, to, don't need to do that really, you know? Um, but, I mean, kudos to Brady and the Bucks. They saw that and uh, capitalized on it. As a Packers fan, how does it feel to compare your favorite team to the New York Jets? <laughs> well, at least you made the playoffs. Not only the playoffs, but the conference championship. We'll see uh, how long it takes the Jets to do that. Yeah, that's for sure. But, uh, like you said, great throw by Tom Brady. It was perfectly placed to Scotty Miller. And uh, so, Tom Brady... He's now been to more Super Bowls than every team total in the NFL, and other than the Patriots, but that, that's largely because of him. So as it stands, is there any debate at all who the GOAT is? I, I, really, I really don't think there is. Uh, I mean, record speaks for itself. It's the 10th Super Bowl. He's uh, won six already. And he's proven he can do it with multiple teams. Joe Montana, when he went to the Chiefs after many years of the 49ers, he made the conference championship, but he didn't make the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady just won up to here by making the Super Bowl with his second team. Mm-hmm. As it stands, there's just there is no debate. He is the greatest quarterback to ever play football. Is he the greatest like athlete of all time? That like the crazy thing is that is a like that's a discussion that we might have to have in two weeks. Like if if he wins, we might have to have that discussion. Is he better than Michael Jordan? I mean, I really don't know, but by far, head and above best quarterback to ever play the game. Yeah, absolutely best quarterback and probably football player too. That'd be an interesting debate because one other athlete that comes to my mind is Michael Phelps. I mean, he won more gold medals than some countries, but uh, we shall see. Anyway, uh, do you think Tom Brady could uh, is good enough to really join any team and lead them to the conference championship in two years or less? Hmm. Any team? That I'm not sure about. He fell into kind of a perfect situation in Tampa Bay with a good wide receivers, a, a good coach that'll just let him do his thing. But uh, the fact that he was able to turn out a Super Bowl appearance in just his first year in this COVID year where like you barely got to know your people before um, like 
before practices started in July? Uh, maybe. I mean, the fact that he's able to just come in cold and lead a team to the Super Bowl in just his first season, maybe like maybe he could just take the Jaguars to a conference championship within two years. I, I think that is possible. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he definitely could, um, if not simply because of his talent, but his, his power to draw other talented guys, um, maybe older guys, ring chasing, as they say, to try to win a championship. But, I mean, it's scary. He still has one year left on his Bucks contract, I believe, and he has shown no signs of slowing down. Mm-hmm. So he is 43 years old now. I'm sure we'll have this debate in the offseason, but how long do you think Tom Brady can play? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to throw out a number and say maybe 47. He's probably got three, three or four more years on him. As crazy as that sounds, I, I agree with that. Just playing at 47. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what I'm going to be doing when I'm 47. Probably uh, not making 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> Probably kicking for like the Colts or something like that. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Anyway, um, moving on to the Packers. Uh, how far do you think Aaron Rodgers can carry a team? We might have our answer. Uh, he might be able to just get them to the championship game, which is great for him because like we've – talked about it all season how the Packers haven't done much to like put players around Aaron Rodgers so the fact that he was able to get this team who um I think out of their entire draft class of last year there was only one selection that played during the playoffs (laughs) so the fact that he was able to carry like that team who didn't trade for any big stars or anything like that to a championship game that's a, that's impressive, but it's not like Brady where the Super Bowl is like it's Super Bowl or bust for him. I, I don't know. It might be um, it might be just to the conference championship game is as far as he can go. Yeah, um, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers certainly did not have a bad game uh, yesterday. I think it's just this. does. He's never really had many weapons around him. That doesn't help. Um, I think if he's given the the right situation, he could probably carry a team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do they play? I'm not sure if they'll win, but I think he can make the Super Bowl the right situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so uh, the Buccaneers, uh, as it's been talked about a lot already, they're going to have home field advantage uh, in the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Uh, where should the NFL put any future Super Bowls to prevent this from happening? Mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe Detroit, because they might not be making the Super Bowl anytime soon. And it's a down, but promise don't want to travel to Michigan in February. That's true. <clears throat> so maybe, maybe Arizona, that could be nice. They have a really nice stadium. Um, it's a warm area. But if we could find some neutral site that's not an NFL facility, that'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of going to cheat here and say St. Louis. Just because uh, 
we, we know they're not going to have a football team anytime soon. Thanks, NFL. But, um, but yeah, so it, it's middle of the country. It's probably not too terrible in the winter time. It's a domed stadium, so, uh, so long as the Edward Jones Dome is still up, which I think it is. But um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, St. Louis seems kind of like a good place to put it. Yeah, that's like right in the middle of the country. So, um, I think the Packers uh, should have gone for it on fourth and goal from the eight. Yeah, so setting the scenario, they were down eight points. Uh, there was two minutes and five seconds remaining, and they they did have all three timeouts. So I think they should have gone for it. Um, like when the game's on the line, you want the ball in your best player's hands, and that that's clearly Aaron Rodgers. But, um, yeah, the fact that they had one play to go eight yards and that could have, uh, you know, evened up the game. Uh, and they decided to kick the field goal on that. No offense to kickers or anything, but eight points was needed more than three there. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they should have put the ball in their best player's hands, like you said, which is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're down eight with two minutes, five seconds left. <clears throat> Let's say you kick a field goal. You're still down by one possession, even if you, if, even if you don't make it from the eight. Because eight points is still one possession, and then if you kick a field goal and you make it down by five, that's still one possession as well. So he definitely should have gone for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yet again, there's another controversial pass interference call in the NFC Championship game. No way. Well, can you even imagine that? No way. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the call that sort of sealed the game for the Buccaneers? If I'm being honest, I couldn't totally tell what happened. Um, my first thought was that it looked like he just kind of tripped over his own feet. Uh, then and maybe it looked a little closer. It might have been a little bit of a shove. But they're, they're going to call that every single time, I think, if there is any doubt. But uh, it's really disappointing to have another controversial pass interference call. Yes, indeed. Um I agree. I think it was pass interference, but also uh, the referees, like as the commentators were saying, like they had been letting the teams play pretty much the whole game, like a lot of hand contact and stuff. And I do think it was pass interference, but given the fact that they had let a, pretty much everything else go during that game, maybe it's not the call that you make. That's a good point. Has some you know, maybe consistency in the calls. What do you think happens to the Green Bay from here? So Aaron Rodgers, he's sort of hinting that he wants out. Like this entire season, he's been playing to sort of spite the Packers for taking a quarterback, and he played really well. And he's under contract in Green Bay for the next three years. But uh, he's, he's kind of hinting that he wants out. It, it'll be really interesting to see what they do. Um, if I'm Green Bay, I would draft a receiver with the uh, with their first round pick. Um, that was my advice last year. I don't think they took it, but uh, <laughs> but I think that can uh, you know sort of convince Aaron Rodgers to stay, or maybe give Aaron Rodgers the pick. Like they can ask him, run it by him, see what see what he would want. Um, I think eventually they're going to have to choose between him, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and head coach Matt Lafleur. So that time might be coming up sooner than we think. Yeah. Um, I'd 
say definitely give Aaron Rodgers some help receiving-wise. Um, Devontae Adams did a, an excellent season, but, um, you know, they, they should draft their wide receiver this past draft, but they didn't. I mean, <laughs> how cool would it be if they traded up somehow for Devontae Smith? I mean, oh that'd be gosh. insane. That would be insane. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I think they're going to have to choose pretty soon between Rodgers and uh, LaFleur. Um I don't know how cool it'd be if Brett Favre coached. Oh man, Favre coached Rogers. That'd be amazing. That'd I don't be... know how Brett Favre would do as a coach, but that'd be pretty crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, I'd say moving forward, Green Bay needs to trade for or draft a wide receiving help, and uh, that'll go a long way. Mm-hmm. So that closes the book on Game 1. Uh, game 2, a little bit less to discuss here. The Chiefs won 38-24 over the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we watched part of this game together, and we were just talking, like, how do you stop Kansas City's offense? I think that, I mean, it's really, really hard, that's for sure. But got to put pressure on the homes and then just do zone coverage in the secondary. Because whenever you pressure a quarterback, you know, it's going to make them have to rush their decision-making process. <clears throat> and the wide receivers of Kansas City are just too good to guard one-on-one. Um, so that's why you do zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, when watching the game, there wasn't a single throw from Patrick Mahomes where I was like, oh, that's a dangerous throw. Like, Buffalo can make a play on that. Like, everything was safe, just short over the middle. And that's sort of what Buffalo was giving them. Like, if I had to come up with a strategy, that would be mine. Just soft zone and don't let them beat you with the long ball. But that's just, uh, I don't know, it's delaying the inevitable. They're just going to continue to work their way down their, down the field, making those safe throws, and eventually get into the uh, red zone and the end zone. So I, I don't really know how to stop them. Yeah, it looked like the or felt like the Chiefs found kind of second gear and won easily. Do you think this is the best offensive team in NFL history? Yeah. So the thing, like, I don't think they lived up to their potential in the regular season, which is ridiculous considering their starters went fourteen and one. <laughs> but like just that gear, we saw flashes of it that first quarter in Tampa Bay where they scored 21 points and Tariq Hill had 200 yards. Um, like this middle section of the game here where they scored 38 points and really ran away with the game. Like there have been flashes throughout the, uh, throughout the season, but I still feel like they haven't played to their potential, which is why I think if they did, they could really be the best offensive team that we've seen. I agree. I mean, at least it's the best offensive team I've seen. I can't speak about teams in the past, but as far as I know, they're the most explosive one I've seen. Okay, so that's the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Bills, who had a good year. So are they built for prolonged success, or is this year just one and done and they're back to being uh, about average? I think they're both for prolonged success, honestly. Um, Stefan Diggs still has three years on his contract. Um, I believe Josh Allen will stay, given the, the talent of the team around him. So I think the future looks bright for them. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm hoping for a prolonged success for them as well. Um, 
like you said, Diggs and Allen, they're there for at least two more years. Uh, Singletary, Devin Singletary, the running back, should be there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the um, defense will play without, I believe, Leslie Frazier is their defensive coordinator. And so. it's rumored that he could be going to Houston. So it'll be interesting to see how they play with a new coordinator potentially. But uh, I certainly hope that the Bills are, you know, able to stick around and maybe become the new power in the AFC East. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we'll full announce this next week. But uh, on a rapid reaction, who do you think will win this year's Vince Lombardi Trophy? Uh, really quick, I will go with the Kansas City Chiefs to repeat. This is really exciting. I love the quarterback matchup. It might be the best that we've ever seen in a Super Bowl, and I think the uh, the next one will beat the GOAT. I'll go with the Bucks to win this one. The Chiefs defense, quite frankly, isn't that great. Uh, they're one of, I think they're like 22nd in the league, maybe. And Tom Brady, I just find it so hard to, to bet against him in the playoffs slash Super Bowl. Uh, he needs to really tighten up his game. They, like, these two teams play each other in the regular season, and Tom Brady was not good. Hopefully the Bucks learn from that and realize they can't play man-on-man against this team. Otherwise, they'll get run out of the building. But if they learn to do zone and can pressure – and having the left tackle from the Chiefs, I believe, Eric Fisher out, that's going to hurt. If they pressure Mahomes, that'll go a long way. 